And is that the clock I hear? I guess it's time for the Mafia Minute. I am Magnum Mills, and I'm basically here just to set up Jamie G. He calls himself Esquire the Fifth. No, he is not legally allowed to defend you in a court of law. There's a whole thing to that. We're not going to spend time on that. Now, the Soup Doozer should be around here somewhere. We don't have him right now, but we're hoping to have him back soon. This is, again, the Mafia Minute. Please do not forget to check us out or the flaps follow like and please subscribe wherever you get your pods on the youtube you find us on social media at season gap ff and that's basically it uh jamie g take it from here brother well magnum Mills, i am jamie g esquire the fifth and no unfortunately i cannot defend you in a court of law i am fired up on the mafia minute it's a all things buffalo bills right here right now go bills yeah, the Dolphins thought they were cool and maybe not so cool, right, Jamie G? But uh, you know what has been like cooler than the other side of the pillow? What Outcast might call cooler than a polar bear's toenails? That's Josh Allen's performance, man. The last three games definitely laid out the dud in week one, right? When he had three, four turnovers week one, been killing it since then. What do you think has been the, the big change, the, the big impetus? Like what has got him rolling like this now? It's a couple of things. So it's it's really a three-pronged approach when I when I look at the progression of, of Josh Allen and for the rest of the league, I think it's pretty scary to to to, to realize this when you when you start to break down the film. Number one, the offensive line has played a lot better. They've been keeping them pretty clean. Um, they they were they were attacked pretty poorly throughout the offseason and after week one. Everyone said, Man, that right side of the line's terrible. You know, what are we doing? Well, a couple things. Spencer Brown's playing very well at, at right tackle. Uh, rookie guard Osiris Torrance that they drafted in the second round is, is really a good player. He's playing well. You look at Deion Dawkins, I think he's having a little bit of resurgence here. This might be his best year ever. Um, and then I think that the, the guard that they signed out of Dallas, Connor McGovern, has been really steady. So I think the offensive line's played a lot better. That's, that's the first thing. Second thing is we got a little bit of a run game. I really like the, the the progression of Ken Dorsey at offensive coordinator. We have a run game, and it's something now that Josh doesn't have to be the best player every single play, making plays every single play. He can rely a little bit on this. James Cook has been fantastic through through the last couple of weeks here. Um, you know, and, and, and when that's not working, dude, shout out Latavius Murray. The guy's in his 30s. He's playing really well, and he's and he's a bona fide weapon on this team. And he adds something different with this pounding uh, type type style that they want to do. And he showed today a little bit what he can do in the in the passing game. And then of course, you know, let's not forget uh, the the offseason acquisition from the Patriots and Damian Harris. So they've got a little bit of a run game going here. I hope that continues. But third. The last thing here is Josh Allen has been smart. I think, you know, watching this guy throughout his career as a Bill, when he makes a mistake and he loses a game, it, he takes it so serious, man. And you can see how he improves. I think back to, I think it was his second season, he had three picks against the Patriots in a game that the Bills should have won. And what did he do? He threw three picks. He sat down with Brandon Bean. He sat down with Coach McDermott and he said, this one's on me. I am going to be better. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to be better in the moment. And by and large, he has. You never want to take away what makes him great and his ability to create and things like that. But he's been taking the short game. I watched several times against the Dolphins. He could have went down the field, but instead he dumped it off and they picked up a first down. He could have went down the field, but instead 
he took a sack or he ran out of bounds. These are things that are, it sounds simple, but this is a big progression and in, in, in why you've seen Josh Allen the last three weeks be MVP level Josh Allen. And let's just shout out this offense, man. I mean, 38 against the Raiders, 30, uh, 37 against um, Washington, and, and 48 against Miami. I mean, this is, a, this is an offense that's really humming right now. Yeah, and I'll kind of just uh, give you three back. Do you think Latavius Murray has pulled ahead of Damian Harris kind of as the RB2? I think he has. I think they really like the way he runs the football. I think they trust him in blocking situations. Look, you're going to see, you know, Damian Harris involved, but I think they like what Latavius Murray gives them here. I mean, and I think it's showing up in the snap count. I think Latavius Murray has more, has, you know, more snaps than uh, throughout the first four games, honestly, than Damian Harris. From an athletic standpoint, Damian Harris is one of the, excuse me, uh, Latavius Murray has one of the best freak scores in history because he's a tall, huge dude. He is very fast on a straight line, not so much with the agility, but if you get him going downhill, that's definitely a dimension that you didn't have before. Uh, any thoughts on kind of the, the mess at wide receiver three behind Davis and Diggs? Nobody really stepped forward today. It seemed like Hardy made, made, made a play. You've seen... You know, Sherfield come in there. Any thoughts on that, you know, position? I was hoping Shakir would take a step forward, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I was too, and Shakir almost came up with a really big play today. I mean, Josh Allen put it right in the perfect spot. He just couldn't come down with it. You know, it's interesting, man. I, I, I think that it's a, it's certainly something that's undecided, but I don't necessarily know that it's a problem. Um, you know, I think they want to get Hardy involved because of his speed. They would like to see Sherfield involved because they like his physicality and his speed. You got Khalil Shakir that you drafted in the third or fourth round last year that they like. But oh, by the way, we've got this new shiny, sexy toy in our 12 personnel with Dalton Kincaid. We saw him today get a lot of, you know, get, get some targets and put together a, you know, a, a, a decent day. The guy's got great hands. So I, I don't know that it's as pressing as an issue as I want it to be. But I would like it to be solved sooner rather than later. But I can't remember a time under Josh Allen's tenure here where we've seen him spread the ball around this much. And for me, I think it's a great thing. And I, and I think, again, being able to have a little bit of running game when the weather starts to turn, when we need to put teams away, this is, this is a balanced attack that we haven't seen under Josh Allen, I don't think, ever. And I would say third thing here, the double Ds. I was all in on Dalton Kincaid on my DFS lineups this and he got some targets but I think he only went up with four for 26 but he did seem to be more involved in the offense and shout out to Dawson Knox I know he had one great catch we kind of like ran over the dude and did a little crab walk thing or whatever uh, that was really cool uh, what do you think about the double D's man is this like 12 package really the way to go is this going to basically you know eliminate the need for that third wide receiver to step forward can they really do this on a consistent basis and you know impose their will and make this their base package maybe I think they can and I think that's what they're getting at but I, I like the fact that they go to it and then they and they mix in other things you know if you're an opposing defensive coordinator this is a tough offense to defend even without it when you add this in and now you because when you go into the 12 personnel and they can run the football out of it it is really hard to defend and Dawson Knox and, and Dalton Kincaid are two really good tight ends that do a lot of things well. Dawson Knox probably more well-rounded in terms of his blocking ability and just his experience in the league. But Kincaid is flashing, and they're not overusing him. He's not, you know, he's not putting up. He's a better football player now than he is a fantasy asset. I think that can change over time. 
but he's making plays and he's 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 moving the chains and he's available kind of in the middle of the field as, as a security blanket for Josh Allen. I don't know that Josh Allen's had that in 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 a while. So I really like this 12 personnel because again, they can run the football out of it and now you got some weapons on the field that are mismatches and I think a lot of the NFL nowadays trying to find a mismatch. In shout out Dawson Knox, Dawson's Creek. Uh, one of my buddies from Buffalo calls him the Fortress. It's the one to catch team makes like he's a flying fortress or something. Ran, really random nickname, but I always thought it was cool. And he reminds me a little bit of Zach Ertz, a guy when he came in the league was more of a receiver-based guy. And then because of the way the team worked out, he had to really work on his blocking or whatever. Like Dawson Knox was never really in a like a blocking first tight end and that's kind of no. what he has to become a little bit and i give him a lot of credit for really putting the time in and you know doing his best to do it that's kind of like changing your whole identity and him and you know Kincaid seem to get along really well so i hope they work as a pair in that you know obviously shout out the big uglies i think the offensive line get it got it done this week how about the defensive line man i am so excited about this d-line and again some of our you know, it's 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 so weird because it's virtually the same defense as before. There's a couple of new pieces and there's a couple of different things, but it's Sean McDermott's fingerprints on this and not Leslie Frazier's. And again, not to put down Leslie Frazier, it's not one's better, one's worse or anything like that. I prefer the aggressive, nasty nature of a Sean McDermott defense. And it's showing up every week here in terms of getting after the quarterback, sacks, and they're not even doing it necessarily with blitzing. They're doing it with disguise. They're doing it with the front four. Um, I just want to call out Daquan Jones. He is an absolute animal that is completely underrated. Nobody really talks about him. That dude is a monster. And obviously, Leonard Floyd was a phenomenal signing in the offseason. You're seeing Gregory Rousseau take that next step. You're even seeing AJ Epinesa take that next step here and making plays kind of consecutive weeks. And Ed Oliver, he got paid the big contract. A lot of people talked about it. Was it worth it? Was it not? Uh, based on these first four weeks, I think it was worth it. That reminds me a lot of the Eagles, you know, where Sean McDermott ultimately comes from, that Andy Reid coaching tree. They would draft heavily on the offensive defensive lines. And a lot of times, because they were deep, it would take guys years to break out. So what would happen is they would ultimately get signed to a contract extension, which looked like too much at the time. And then two years later, it would look like they were underpaid. You've seen that with the Eagles with, you know, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, a lot of guys, even though Reddick was an original signee. That's the way they've kind of operated, and I think the Bills are operating that same way. It, right now, if Ed Oliver keeps doing what he's doing, he's at least, like, he's going to at least get the, you know, into that fourth year of that contract, I think, bare minimum. So, from a player standpoint, it means you're playing pretty damn good, I think. Kind of the elephant in the room here is th this defensive line is creating this amount of pressure. I mean, nine sacks last week. That, you know, going into this game, I think Tua Teglavoa was only sacked once. They got to him four times, plus a bunch of hits. This is without Von Miller, right? Von Miller is coming back to this defensive line, and this allows the Bills the comfort to not have to force him in, and he doesn't have to take on all the pressure. They can kind of ease him back in here. But I'm telling you, man, come November, December, Von Miller is going to be a part of this defensive front, and it has potential to be special. I, I really believe it, especially if the Bills can get a lead and force teams into obvious passing, passing situations, they are really going to be a tough out. Yeah, I mean, you remember they did this without Jordan Poyer this week with Tredavious White going down. And on top of that, I think what's important is that you have to remember that the Dolphins were the 
quickest team as far as the passing game. I believe that Tua was averaging only, I think, 2.67, 6, something like that, seconds per drop back. That ball was coming out. Today was one of the first times where, for better or worse, even with Waddle leading back, who didn't play last week, when they scored 70 points, you managed to slow him down, screw up his timing enough that you can see he's not a guy who can create out of structure. I think that's the thing with Tua. No matter which way you force him to roll, as soon as he had to start to roll, he just doesn't have that aspect to his game. Whereas Josh Allen, you know, maybe that's where he's at his best. And you were the first team, I think, this year that really legitimately forced him out of that legitimate comfort zone where he's just not getting the ball away right away. And you might have created a blueprint for how teams attack them going forward. Again, emphasis or a couple batted down passes. Like, look, dude, that, that, that Miami team is a good football team and they're going to be really good. They're going to they're going to win a bunch of games this year. Bills will see him again. They'll have a different plan. But the way they played them defensively, you know, it was really the first two series of the game. It was 14, 14. I said, well, shit, I'm glad I took the over in this one. But I was like, wow, is this just going to be a straight track meet? Once the game slowed down a little bit, this is where you get to like some inside baseball stuff. I thought it was so cool to see the chess match, chess match between Sean McDermott and Mike McDaniel and how they attacked each other. And, you know, today McDermott got the better of them. We hope it happens again. But um, that defense, for as much concern as there was, it's looking pretty good. Now, we didn't come out without concern heading into next week. And, and Magna Mills, we got some injuries, don't we? Dude, that sucks, man. That's the worst part of football. When Trey White went out, and we'd actually have a conversation between friends about this, what do you do? Like, when someone gets hurt, do you want to see it again or not? And that was where Trey White went, went down, and we couldn't quite tell what happened. And then when they showed it, as soon as... And I said, oh, man, that's it. Because the way he did it, I just remember Kobe. I'm like, that's the way he grabbed... I'm like, that's an Achilles. And I felt so bad, but it looks like it's an Achilles. And... You know, that's a compensation injury probably from his previous ACL, and that just sucks all the way around, man. You know, take football out of it. I, I, Trey White, I'm glad you got paid. I hope everything goes as well as possible for you. That just sucks, dude. Like, non-contact. You tried so it's hard terrible. to get back. It's just... Well, he, he worked so hard to get back, and, and following the Bills as closely as I did... This was the first major injury, the ACL in 2021 on, on uh, Thanksgiving Day, was kind of the first major injury Trey White had had to face. So it was one thing to get back physically, it was another thing to get back mentally. And he comes back last year and he's kind of grinding it out through the back half of that year. Then he has to watch one of his one of his brothers go into cardiac arrest on the, on the field. And Trey had such a hard time with that mentally. And to see him come back and be putting together a really good start of the season. He had the big interception last week in Washington. He should have had a pick six in this game early in the first half. To see him go down like that and to just see how physically upset he was and disappointed knowing that it, that it must have been something serious, it sucked, man. That was a That's going to be a big loss. Um, and, you know, to top off the Trey White thing, we saw Christian Benford, who's played pretty well and kind of a steal for for the Buffalo Bills, I think Brandon Bean got him in the in the sixth round. Out of Villanova, out of, right? Bedford's out of out Villanova. Villanova. Yep, and he's played really well. Earned the starting job over. Came in the same draft class that they spent the first round pick on a corner uh, on Kiara Lam. You know, so Benford gets banged up. Then you see Johnson go down. Now it looks like Benford and Johnson are going to be okay. Both came back into the game, but this is a serious loss for Trey White. Uh, in comes Dane Jackson, and. 
I think we're going to have to dress uh, Kiara Lam right now, which is interesting because he's been a healthy scratch throughout the first three weeks. Is he ready? Is he not? We don't know because we haven't seen much of him. But losing Trey White, and this is going to change the Bills' defense a little bit, but it's, it's got to be next man up. You know, it's show up or grow up time. And, I, you know, you spent a first-round pick on the dude, and that's kind of where you're at, right? You know, you saw how you shipped away Boogie Basham. Remember, you thought, oh, you know, we, we sold low. Have you heard the words Boogie Basham since you sold him? So time to step up, maybe, you know, and I'm just trying to say that as the uh, semi-neutral host who is still definitely hoping that the Bills win. But you know what I mean? You have to be a little bit, you know, I think it's the time, right? Like, this is what you drafted him for. Absolutely. You spent a first on him and you took him over players like McDuffie, who we've seen, you know, carve out a starting role for Kansas City and others. So he needs to step up and come into this space and at least contribute. Um, you know, I still think it'll probably be Benford and, and Dane Jackson, but look, man, that third corner is going to play. So, you know, he's going to dress on game day. He's got to be ready, and I, and I hope he is. Back but it's not unheard of that a dude like that could come in and do, you know, first-round pick, especially at the cornerback position. Not unheard of that all of a sudden the white ball clicks on, and lo and behold, that's who you draft. Yeah, so. a- absolutely. There's a chance. A There's a chance. Ago. There, there absolutely is. I remember back in the day with the Colts, they drafted these young corners and they were getting torched. And then all of a sudden, the light bulb clicked, and now it's like, man, that that went. That's a that's a that was a strength of their team. We hope that's the same for Elam here. Hopefully, sitting on the bench, getting a chance to see the game from the outside helped him. Mills, that brings us to one of my favorite parts of the Mafia Minute. It's time. We're celebrating a Bills win, baby. Hey, it is time to put something on our mannequin. Now, I've been thinking long and hard about this. The Bills, look, it's only four games in, but they deserve a little bit of reward. Our mannequin deserves a little bit of reward. This week, I am going for a nice new chain, baby. I want to get them some bling. I'm talking about, you know, maybe it's colorful. Maybe it's gold, maybe it's diamonds, but this thing better sparkle, it better shine. I'm talking about a chain for our mannequin. That's funny. For some reason, I thought you were going to go with a fish tattoo. I think a nice gold rope chain, like a solid rope (laughs) chain, old school 80s, like New Jack City rope chain. Uh, I think that's where it's at. I love it. I love it. Still would be there for the fish joint, but you know. Uh, I, I what, man? It's only week four. We got we got plenty of time. For yeah, this. I mean, the dude's got a lot of clothing to put on. Again, we're doing a reverse major league thing here. So. All right, man. Uh, how about the Mafia moment? You know, this was week four. Huge win. Uh, the Dolphins themselves were arguing that they should not have been the underdog coming into what we used to call Rich Stadium. Uh, now, Highmark Stadium, soon to be, I guess, Highmark Stadium 2.0. Jamie G, Mafia moment. Week four, brother. You know, part of me so bad. My honorable mention was the Stefan Diggs second touchdown where he broke free from those two tackles and went just streaking down the uh, the sideline there and got in and did the stone cold, stone cold Stefan Diggs thing with the beers. That was incredible. But I got to give it up to my boy, Josh Allen. All right. He gets his rushing touchdown. You know, the dude threw through what he threw four touchdowns, ran for another one. He, he gets his rushing one and he does the 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 puts his puts the is yeah if you're watching this right now he does the emoji of the emoji that's thinking with his hand on his chin and i didn't realize this until after the game i kind of wondered what he was doing but after the game i realized that all the dolphins players 
wore a shirt on the plane heading to heading to Western New York to face the Bills, wearing a shirt with that emoji on it because they were mad and they were pondering how come they just put up 70 points and they're not the favorite in this game. Well, I just love that savagery out of Josh Allen and it was awesome. And that finding it out after the fact catapults that to my mafia moment. And I am still riding so high and on cloud nine and in a bliss from last week in Washington where I got to watch him as I was in the end zone, three rows up, see him run to the end zone for a, for a rushing touchdown. I'll just, that will always be special for me. He did it again this week. Shout out Josh Allen, way to be. That is my mafia moment. Let us know what your mafia moment is. We want to hear it, man. Hit us up. I cannot wait until I just expend all the capital I have to get you into like a VIP area near Josh Allen, but it turns out that he's in the VIIP area. Like you're just not quite important enough to be in the super, super VIP area, but I'm going to try my hardest for you, man. I, I know, I know you really want to be close to him. You know, you at the draft at, you know, in public on the field, watching him, whatever, just, you know, you love him. You want to be close to him. He's your dog, you know, and you have a dog. It's a dog for life. You know, DMX did have that right. When you talk, you're a dog for life, dude. Shout out to the Belly soundtrack. Shout out to the Mafia Minute. Thank you guys for checking us out. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to come back a little bit later in the week here with just some week five score predictions, some keys to the game, all that fun stuff. You know my keys, so make sure you stay right here. Check us out. Mafia Minute, wherever you get pods on the YouTube, on social media, at Seize the Gap FF. You know, again, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. So if you like fantasy, you like a little wagering, you like a little mafia, whatever, those things kind of tend to run together. So it's all fun, right? You know, just when you thought you were out, we pull you back in. Just like the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Please do not forget those. Very important. We're doing the good stuff, right? Thumb. Yeah, thumb. Whole lot of thumbs. Thank you very much for checking out the minute. And Jamie G, I have to ask you the hardest choice there could be. Do you want to do a Dawson's Creek thing? Do you want to do a Dalton from Roadhouse thing? Or are you just going to shout? Well, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Give me the Dawson's Creek and Bills make me want to shout. Go Bills. Go Bills.